It's Tuesday afternoon, and John Holberg is here to talk about how innovation in medicine isn't always brand new. When we think of medical innovations, we're likely to think of a new device or drug, but innovation can mean different ways of doing things, even if those different ways aren't brand new. The current issue of JAMA is devoted to innovations in healthcare delivery, and one aspect caught John Hallberg's attention, so he's here to talk more about it. John is a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota and our regular medical analyst here on All Things Considered. Welcome back, John. Hi, Tom. Thanks. So what do you think of right off the bat when you think of innovation in medicine? Let's talk about what it usually means. You know, it's funny that my reflexive response is I think about smartphones and apps. I mean, that's really kind of the buzz these days. There are so many companies trying to figure out how do we leverage something that we all have and how can we improve health with that. So that's certainly kind of the buzz, um, cool thing uh, in terms of healthcare innovations. What caught your eye in this article of JAMA is delivery models for high-risk older patients, back to the future. And uh, it's a new idea here that you say really isn't all that new, but it's being regarded as an innovation. Tell us about it. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, when we've got frail older adults, often who have what we call comorbidities, they have several things wrong with them. Let's someone ends up in the hospital. They can't go right home, so they go to a transitional care unit or a nursing home. From there, they go back home and then back to the clinic. Well, these days, that care is incredibly and often fractioned. You've got someone taking care of you know, someone in the hospital, a different person in the transitional care unit. They're back home. Then they're back at the clinic. Our electronic records don't always speak to one another. So there's all kinds of room for high expense, poor communication, bad medication compliance, not really understanding fully what's going on. So two places, the University of Chicago and uh, also an HMO in Southern California, have come up with these new comprehensive ways of caring for the frailest of older adults. And how do they do it? Well, what's really interesting about this is that they've decided, and this is where it's, uh, so what is what is old is new again, um, they have one physician taking care of the patient in the hospital, in the outpatient setting, and even potentially in the emergency room in the, in the case of the Chicago model. And there they call it a comprehensive care physician. The Southern California version calls it an extensivist. So this is a brand new term. Okay. Uh, the idea being that there's one person responsible for coordinating care of these very frail adults. And what is it trying to address or is it trying to, to, to add? In my practice, when I started 20 years ago, I would round to the hospital, see my patients. I would go to the clinic and see patients in the afternoon. I might come back to the hospital at night to discharge or admit somebody and go back home. So that's what I was doing. And many of my colleagues are still doing, especially in, in, in smaller towns across the country. The idea is that you've got comprehensive, coordinated care. You don't actually have to have coordinators. I mean, we've got this whole healthcare home idea, the coordination of care. You have to hire people or have nurses just trying to coordinate care. Whereas if you have one person that's kind of responsible for a panel of patients, they're doing the coordination with a team. And so it kind of cuts out this need. And I think that the hope, of course, is that this is going to improve health and improve quality of life and, and, and save cost. And what do we know about that? For example, outcomes with an extensivist. Well, the University of Chicago model uh, with these comprehensive care physicians, they're actually going to be starting some randomized controlled trials to really see if they can prove it. But early hints suggest that people are able to get out of the hospital a little sooner, that they're not readmitted so quickly, and it probably is saving costs. So certainly looking good. If this is an old idea that worked once upon a time, uh, what's getting in the way of reinstituting it today, John? 
I think part of it is it flies in the face of what I do in primary care, what so many of my colleagues do. We've known some of our patients for decades. Let's say I knew them in their 60s and they're now in their 80s. Let's say they are now frail. This system, this idea of, of being with one team, means that I'd have to say goodbye to that patient. You know, And I think that'd be very difficult mm-hmm. both for me as a provider but also the patients. Um, because you can't follow them into the hospital, as it were. Anymore. Right. Well, and yeah. this, whole, I, this whole new model is predicated on the idea that there is this trained, well-oiled machine a team that takes care of that patient and that the traditional primary care doctor is kind of out of it. Now, the Southern California model would allow for that, but that would require you know, a break from tradition, a break from relationship, and, and that's a really hard thing to do. Dr. John Holberg is our regular medical analyst here on All Things Considered and a physician in family medicine at the University of Minnesota. Thanks for coming in and talking about an innovative idea that isn't necessarily new in medicine. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom.